0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. The Mavericks
1: are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good. And the Mavericks have won the game.
0: Steal, run out, slam, hardaway. 60 to 18. Is the lead for the Mavs. Welcome, viewer locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The blowout baby, the one more thinking. Woo-hoo! What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Man, what a win. It feels so good to just wake up on a Monday morning knowing, or you listen to this on a Sunday night, knowing that the Mavericks... One by, what is, I don't even know what they end up finishing, <laughs> winning by. I was going to say 50, but I want to be exact on it, but I just, 50 I don't won. know. Do the Clippers want to recount? I mean.
0: <laughs> stop the count after, after two zero. <laughs> they had the lead at two zero, and they, they could stop the count then.
1: I heard Paul George was trying to just challenge the results and just to kind of throw everything out and say, hey, this didn't count. Um, because it was that big a landslide, but
0: well, I'll tell you what Paul George said after the game. We're, we're we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about what Paul George said after the game because I thought it was pretty funny. So we're gonna we're gonna hear about that. We're gonna today obviously on the show we're gonna break down the Mavericks' huge fifty-one point win, largest huge. second largest win in Mavs history. We're going to talk about that. The Mavs broke a record. If you watched it, you heard it a thousand times. Mark Fowl did a, did a great job. The, the Clippers announcers I heard did not do as great of a job. Uh, but by the way, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Mm. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. And you'll get 20% off your next order. All right. I want to start here. So... A lot of our fans and listeners weren't able to watch the game. A lot of Mavs fans weren't able to watch this game. Like the first game that they absolutely blew out, it was such, it was so fun. Everybody got to play. A lot of fans didn't get to watch. So if you did, you, you had to watch on NBA TV, and you got the Clippers announcers and the Clippers announcers at the end. That's who it was. I I guess so. That's what people were saying. And
1: I guess it was. I know I texted you in the middle of it and said, who <laughs> who are these announcers? Because was it Greg I'm- Anthony?
0: Because maybe it was NBA TV
1: guys. See, I don't. I don't remember who it was. I just know I, I, I'm visiting family in Kentucky, so I end up watching on NBA TV.
0: Either way, and either the it N- was horrible. Either way, the NBA TV announcers or the Clippers announcers, because it wasn't the Mavs guys. One of those two. It's worse if, it, if this is the NBA TV announcers. They named the player of the game Serge Ibaka. Like what? Lose? Okay, you're even <laughs> if okay if the Mavericks lost a game by fifty. And Fox Sports Southwest is like, player of the game, Josh Richardson. I'd be like, no, the player of the game goes to anyone on the other team. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Like- they just had a weird dynamic. There there was a <laughs> moment that one of them started to tell a story, and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to tell it. And the other guy was like, no, no, go ahead and tell it. And he goes, no. I started the story. I determined when I tell you the story. Oh. And it was like, "Oh god, what's going on?" Like, what? It's like this is where we're at when you're down I by just, 40. The announcers are even getting into it. And they're they're holding back
0: stories and teasing stuff that they can't tell you. <laughs> what a what a weird. It was just it was a weird game overall. It started at 3:30 Eastern. Uh, what is that? 2:30 Central Time so it was yeah. even earlier than that at, in the West Coast. What was it like noon? It was like a noon game so an afternoon game. Like 12:30 I yeah, think. Yeah, it was a noon game uh, local time where the Mavericks played in, in LA.
1: Because the Clippers are, you know, the the little brother to the Lakers, so they have to get the early game.
0: <laughs> Usually those LA those afternoon LA games are terrible for the road team because they're coming in LA nightlife and all that kind of stuff. But apparently this one worked out for them. Okay, let's let's no nightlife. let's actually start here. What went right for the Mavericks? Like, how did the Mavericks Everything? go from the team that they played, like you know, they played like this team on Christmas Day that we were just so down on? We 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 spent two segments being negative, and we never do that, right? Like, we never do that on this pod. And now they have this huge fifty point blowout. It's not all just Kawhi being out, right? The, the Mavericks no. actually did something. Well,
1: Marcus Morris too. I mean, make sure Marcus you...
0: Morris was out as well. It's <laughs> not just those two guys being out, but. What did the Mavericks do right in this one? Because I think there was a bunch of things right off the right at the right at the top.
1: Well, I mean, I think just setting uh, setting the tone going up into the game, uh, I think I think it's important too. You kind of touched on it, but you know they've been in L.A. for a handful of days, and Rick talked about this uh, in the postgame uh, presser of saying how just it added how impressed he was with the team that you know they weren't with their families during Christmas. It's not like they were doing a ton of fun things. They couldn't even meet as a team in L.A. So it's just they get beat on Christmas Day by the Lakers. They have to stay there, you know, a, a few more days. And they go into this Clippers game, the last game before they head home. They have an off day today, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, so they can be back with their families here in Dallas. But, you know, they so they have this, like, game, and they've missed their families, all the stuff. They get beat. And it's, it could be natural just to say, all right, let's just get through this. Let's get home and just be with our family, celebrate Christmas a little bit, and man, they did not do that, because in the first few minutes, they they walked their talk, they, you know, they talked about this after the Lakers game, Josh Richardson and those guys, and like effort, energy, like all this stuff, and like we, it's just, we have to try harder, we have to, uh, I think Josh Richardson used, you know, at times we looked disinterested the yeah. other day after that, you know, the Lakers loss on Christmas, and they were not disinterested in this game from the opening tip, those first few minutes. uh, I don't want to be like cliche or just pick something broad, but I think it was just energy. I I think the energy from the beginning just from offensive wise to hey, I'm gonna get in and paint whenever I want to get into the paint. I'm not gonna settle for things. Uh, from ball movement defensively, rebounds. There's a point in the first quarter I tweeted out they had like 17 boards already in the first like quarter. So <laughs> they had 27
0: uh, in all the whole game against the Lakers.
1: Yeah, I just it just looked like a whole different team. I saw somebody tweet out it was a joke where like, you know, what team am I watching uh, on my on my TV right now? And it did not look like the team we watched on Christmas Day.
0: The Mavs needed a game like that. They really oh, did. Yeah. They and the needed, fans did too. The fans needed it. The Mavs needed it maybe even more because they needed a game where there's some new guys, new blood in the rotation, and we just gotta get back to the team that they were last year, right? This team that can create some stops on on defense to get, you know, some transition buckets, to, you know, score in the half court at will, to hit some open shots, you know, do all those all those kind of things. The the defense is is new, right? Like the the defense is a little bit new. But last year the Mavericks could get some stops. KP get a block. Dorian get a steal. You know, and then they'd start and kickstart their offense. And all of a sudden, this team this is a team that could score in bunches and could go on these runs. And this game was basically all runs. The Mavericks would just go on these crazy runs. I mean, the whole I guess the whole first half <laughs> was kind of a run, right? Like thirty six to thirteen. That's a crazy. You know, that's a crazy run in the, the first quarter. Second quarter, 41-14, to 14, the Mavericks outscored the Clippers. And so, this team needed that kind of a game where they just put it all together. That intensity really stuck out. That intensity really, you know, came through. I think Josh Richardson was huge in this game. He had 21 points in 26 minutes. He had a steal. He had a couple of assists. He had some boards that were oh, big. Oh, he was amazing. Luca was back in his bag. I mean, he played just under 26 minutes, 24 points, nine boards, eight assists. I mean, that those are the kind of games when Luca is is accumulating stats quickly in games. That's the games the Mavericks win, right? Those are the games the Mavericks do well. When Lucas all of a sudden we're like, oh man, triple double watch at halftime, right? Those are the ones that you know when Luca starts getting going early. And I think the Clippers kind of have a big problem. I Kawhi and Marcus Morris out. Those are, those are obviously issues. Obviously. You have one of the top three players playing in the NBA. is out because of his crazy jaw thing. And then you have a 64, scary, by the way. $64 million man and Marcus Morris <laughs> that's out. I didn't know
1: for, if you are talking about Luke Kennard. But...
0: <laughs> for them as well. Replaced by Luke Kennard. And all of a sudden, their guard rotation goes uh, Pat Beverly, Lou Williams, Reggie Jackson, and Luke Kennard. And without, Ka- like, without Kawhi or PG to fill one of those spots – and that's that's a problem. The Mavericks were just scoring all over. Luke Kennard, Lou Williams, and Reggie Jackson. I mean, all those guys. And even Pat Beverly, like, I don't think he had that great of a game either. He was clapping my, my favorite part of the game for Patrick Beverly was he got like an and one or something, or he got fouled at the basket and he looked and immediately gets called, the whistle gets blown, and he death stares at the ref and like screams at him. And you're like, one, you got the foul. Two, you guys are down by fifty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I get being intense and all that and trying to come back. But I mean, maybe just chill out, <laughs> like like put your head down and do the work, I guess. It seems like that's kind of what you want this Clippers team to do. Like just put your head down and do the Do the actual work to come back or to, you know, to win some of these games. They got two wins and they felt really good about themselves and then they just were not prepared for this game.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I thought Luca set the tone super early. Uh, you know, he wasn't settling for the outside shots. I, I think the groove, that uh, where he's at right now, uh, he, he has to just get into the paint. I mean, I know we joke a lot about the, hey, you know, drive and all of that, but he's just not shooting very good at all. I mean, he's 2 of 16 from 3 in these yeah. first 3 games. Um, that's not very good. So, uh, but... When you watch him you know, against some he seems, teams, but he's still averaging almost, what, 30 a game. He's averaging 29 going into this game. He scores 24, so that takes it down a little bit. So, I mean, he's probably averaging, what, 27? Uh, you know, 27 a game over the first three games, and he's only hit two three-pointers. So, I think that, you know, on a positive note, free throw percentage, again, he was 8 of 9 from the free throw line, 88%. Heck, yeah, this is one of the big he's, improvements that we want to see. He's 25 of 29 to start the season. Oh, from, okay. From free throw. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's go. I mean, that's one of the big areas that we, we've talked about that he has to improve on, but you know, him and Josh Richardson, both having 13 points apiece at the end of the first quarter, you know, they were, it was just, I mean, the game was over after the end of the first, right? I mean, I forgot how much they were up by, uh, at the end of that first quarter, but you know, the Clippers, It's kind of, you know, when you have a blowout like this, it's kind of half and half. It's, some of the stuff's unlucky for that team you know, that that gets beat because they just can't get any shot to go in. But it's like what Rick said in his post-game presser. He's like, hey, it was a bad night for the Clippers. But he said, I think we had a part to do, you know, play with that too. And the Mavericks' defense looks so much better in this game also.
0: So many records were set for the Mavericks. So many things. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into other things that went right. Stuff that we want to see more of that the Mavericks did right in this game. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Oh man, if you would have I think the Clippers were favored in this game, according to BetOnline. And uh we should have <laughs> got in on we should have got in on that. <laughs> we we yeah, definitely we should have put some money down, especially when we saw Kawhi Leonard was going to be out. But the only place that has you covered, the place that we trust, is BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code LockedOn for a 50% welcome bonus. Go ahead, head to locked on, head to uh betonline.ag, put in that promo code locked on. There's all kinds of lines for for not just basketball stuff, you can do NFL, you can do NCAA. There's the college football playoff coming out. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget the promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more from this game. It was absolutely just a great game by the Mavericks and a terrible game. Terrible, terrible, terrible game by the Clippers. Uh, I think it was it was equal parts, right? I think it was if you're putting this into if you're doing if you're trying to deconstruct the chemistry of this game, it was equal parts the Mavs were good and the Clippers were bad. The Mavericks yeah. had the largest halftime lead in NBA history, 50 points. That's wild. It's absolutely wild. 50-point, that's the largest ever. The largest one in in Mavs history, obviously. Second-largest Mavs win ever. Isaac, do you know what the largest win ever for the Dallas Mavericks was? It's recent.
1: I was going to say I think it was against the Knicks, but I don't know when.
0: It was not the Knicks. It was 2014. It was was the Dirk, Monte, Parsons, Jameer Nelson, Tyson Chandler. It was that team. And the team that they're playing... The team they were playing Monte Ellis have it all. The team they were playing against. Hawks. The Process 76ers. Ooh. I will give you I will give you fifty dollars if you can name three of the starting the players in the starting lineup. At home, go ahead and play. Nurlands. Three pl- three players that st- nope. <laughs> Strike one. You have three <laughs> strikes. Three players that started for the Sixers team that the Mavericks beat by uh in a crazy amount. Like it was fifty three points. They're up go by forty four points.
1: Um, Mo Cheeks and Dr. J. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Both retired jerseys. Maybe but no. Moses. <laughs> Tony Roten Jr. Wow. Hollis Thompson. I don't think any of these guys are in the NBA anymore. K J McDaniels. No. Henry Sims. Wow. And uh the one guy that maybe still still kicking is Luke Mbamute. <laughs>
1: That's That's incredible. I think three of those what guys could line. start for the Thunder.
0: Do do any of those guys play for a playoff team ever?
1: Like, uh, my, my Mute might. I liked him. He
0: did at one point, but that's that lineup was just wild to me. But, but that, like, pointing out that lineup specifically, that the Maverick, the last time the Mavericks got a win like this was against that team, and usually these fifty point wins come against teams that are like that, right? They just have no shot. I think the the, the second largest win ever in NBA history was the uh was again was like the Thunder, like the Durant Thunder against the Bobcats. Like that those teams were awful too. They're you know tanking to try and get Anthony Davis. But this doesn't happen against a team that you know <laughs> the team that's trying to win the title. Even if you're missing your, your best player, you still have an all star, you still have Lou Williams, still have Pat Beverly, you know, you still have Serge Ibaka, who's supposed to be this, this great addition. Like the Clippers didn't change at all.
1: No, it's yeah, that, that's the thing that you can't just write this off and say Kawhi um, because they still had Paul George and a lot of these guys that, you know, they, they yeah, there there was no reason for this to be like this. Uh, so I'm really curious. <laughs> is Doc Rivers sitting back really enjoying this right now? <laughs> yeah, saying, all right, cool. He's uh, sitting
0: on Twitter on his burner like, you guys all blamed me. Every single one of you Clippers fans blamed me for this. He's like, Ty-
1: Tyler's still on the bench, guys. Who has
0: a worse job today waking up? Steven Silas or Ty Lu?
1: Oh, Steven Silas.
0: They just went to overtime I don't and, care. And
1: that was a crazy game. But Harden
0: Harden, 30 pounds overweight. Who cares? He's still dropping 44 on you.
1: No, no. Steven, yeah. Um still I want to say this about, you know, I don't think this is the the tell all stat. And you know, this is just a stat I throw out there uh over these first few games when in regards to the offense, outside of Luka, while KP is still out. This was the first game we had another player outside of Luca score over 20 points. And Josh Richardson had 21. Uh, Luca had 24. You know, the first two games of the season, they lost. They didn't have another, you know, 20 point score. So I wonder with this, this would be something I monitor. I don't think it tells, you know, the whole picture, but it's just something I'm stuck on uh, in a hard headed way of how many games will the Mavericks win until KP comes back in which a second player on the team you know, does not score at least twenty points. Will it you know, right now it's they're one and two whenever uh, somebody scores or one of four, you know, one and one in which somebody scores. No, they're one and oh. I can't even no, get my records oh. right. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: well the thing is you're trying to you're trying to gauge like how many games do the Mavericks win when another player scores twenty points and how many do they lose, right? Yeah. When they when yeah. when someone doesn't, right? And, you know, this game somebody did actually didn't uh Tim Hardaway Jr. got close. Tim got he, close, he a, and I was looking at his, I
1: was looking at stat line because you know I, I don't know if it's just in my head over the first you know week of the season that you know I feel like I watched him miss way more shots tonight than what he did. He still yeah. shot fifty percent from the field. He shot fifty percent from the three point line, four of eight. He had eighteen points tonight, so uh, it it's not that bad of a stat line in regards to the eye test. My eye test uh, failed me when. <laughs>
0: Well, just everyone in the first half was making shots. And so it just kind of all blurred together, right? You can't even remember specific shots because there's just so many that went in so much. I mean, the Mavericks were up like 60, it was like 60 to 20 something, or like 60 to 19 or something. It was just absolutely wild. Um, the, if Here's another crazy stat. And I saw Reddit Mavs and, and other people tweet this out. If the Mavs didn't score a single point in the second half, they would still have won the game.
1: That's incredible. So does this take like if let's just say you start it at, at the even like an even ground at like zero, and they lose the first two they games did at, the, at the beginning. And, well, I mean, like at the season, and then you oh, lose okay. you lose two games. I'm talking about the whole collective picture of like you know fan base. Everybody's like, oh my gosh! Like you go backwards. Does this game and how they won this game take you all the way back to zero or even past zero? You see what I'm saying? Of like. Does it make up for the first two games or the fact that they went in to L.A. and beat a Clippers team, even though they didn't have Kawhi, by this much in this convincing fashion to where we're kind of back to ground zero of like, all right, now this is a team we believe they are. Who cares about the first two games? Now the season starts.
0: So, it depends on where you're starting from. It depends on if we're talking about the fans' perspective. It, there's definitely certain a certain section of fans that were feeling bad about this team. Oh, they're not going to go anywhere. This team doesn't have it. This team's roster isn't good. There was this account on Twitter that their 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 handle was Dallas's roster is bad. Like, like that was their handle. and they were just like spamming me with tweets all throughout the game against the Lakers. And so if you're if you're on that side of it where you're just completely negative about it, this probably raised you back up to okay. I think the Mavericks are a good team, like maybe again,
1: yeah. right?
0: If you were where like where Kirk, we are,
1: Kirk is taking a drink tonight. <laughs> saying, man, I think our team's good again. Yeah,
0: I'm sure the Mavs Moneyball post game was a little <laughs> bit more positive than it was against after the Clipper after the Lakers lost. We love those. But guys. if if you're like us, where I feel like we were pretty much like carbon neutral, right? Like we were sitting in the middle, and we were saying we're not feeling bad about this team. We're probably even a little bit more positive than then a lot of people because we understand that this is going to take some a little bit of time to get adjusted for everybody, and that the Mavericks are a better team than what we've seen. And so, I don't think it changes too much for us. But for people that were positive to begin with, and then it, you know, the couple the first couple of losses brought them back down to zero. This brought you all back up to ten, right? Yeah, <laughs> the Dalton Triggs of the world brought <laughs> brought back up to ten. Oh, Dalton and this one,
1: stays at a ten all the time. A, he's always at
0: a ten. <laughs> um Okay, big notes to, and takeaways from me in this game. Just just things to to look out for. The Waterbugs, Jalen Brunson, Trey burke they were split again. So I think that I think the Waterbugs might be over.
1: I was going to say I don't I don't even know if the Waterbugs are still alive.
0: It ended. It ended. The tandem ended in one game.
1: Yeah. He clearly likes Burke playing. You know, play with Luca. You know, when they bring. You know, I think it was tonight. I think I want to say it was against the Lakers too. You know. Burke and Maxie came in together Uh, they checked in together it's kind of the first subs in this game too first uh, uh, you know first subs and so there's something with that they played together a little bit in in the second half too they obviously developed a a chemistry uh, in the bubble playing off each other so that's definitely something I was watching I actually looked up on off stuff and net rating stuff for Jalen and and Trey (laughs) before this game and uh, I would say Rick's yeah, Rick splitting them made a lot of sense when you look at some numbers, um, but <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, the Waterbugs being split. I thought Brunson. I don't think anybody played bad in this game when no, you when how you win by this. Play
0: bad in this game, not even Dwight Powell.
1: <laughs> um, but no, I I thought Brunson shot the ball well. I thought he made good decisions. You know, he was getting into the paint, too. It was clear that, like, the game plan was saying, hey, get into the paint and shoot the basketball, even though they shot 41 threes on the night. But it just felt like they got into paint so much. Well, the, and-
0: the whole point about the threes for the Mavericks is get in the paint and then kick back out, right? The threes the threes are born out of the penetration into the paint. That's that's Luca's bread and butter, basically, yeah. is to get penetration and kick back out, especially if you get doubled, right? That's the That's the whole deal. It's not... A lot of times you say, "Oh, they took 53s. They took 41 threes in this game." Like you're thinking that they just walk up and jack some threes up. And Tim Hardaway Jr. does that. Luca does that. You know, a lot. But they're, they're, they get these threes off of movement. They get them off of good plays, and a lot of times they're open, which is why the Mavericks have been pretty good at them. So coming up, let's get into. I want to get into some more things that we noticed that were actually going right, and things that we want to see more, and all that kind of stuff. There's so many things actually to take away from right. this game, even though pretty much everything went right for this. <laughs> the Mavericks and the Clippers did not show up to this one, but more stuff on that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, oh baby, you know we love us some Bilt Bars. I had a double chocolate built Bar today. It was great. The perfect snack for me. You eat it, and what I love, you know, sometimes I get some granola or some trail mix or some things and try to eat it, and you're like, okay, I want a little bit of a healthier snack, and I just don't feel as good afterwards. If you eat a Built Bar, you feel good afterwards. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but you don't feel terrible eating it afterwards. I feel good. I feel you know, a little bit more energy, a little bit more you know, sustaining that I can just keep going, that I'm not going to be super, super hungry. It's a good stopgap in between. 18 incredible flavors. Go check them out. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and covered in 100% chocolate, which is awesome. They're soft. They're they're soft and easy to chew go to builtbar.com. use the promo code locked on you'll get 20% off your next order use the promo code locked on for 20% off at com. all right Isaac Harris let's what are some things that the Mavericks did 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 well I, I had three players that I want to see more of that I thought had good games in this but I've also seen a little bit from each of the first three games.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you said that because that was that's how I was going to lead into this next thing. I was saying there's two players that when they get up right now, that, I was going to say, were you going to let me? were you going to let me say them?" Oh, I thought you were asking me. <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. Whatever. I was like, I
0: got three players, and you're like, "Oh, good, I'm going to name my players."
1: now. I thought you were asking me. I got three players. <laughs> no, go so, ahead. like, what are what are your things? Uh, Let's see if they're the same. I have three. Well, I just have two that might are off the bench, and so I don't know if yours are off the bench too, but. That when they get up and they walk to the score score table, I'm like, yeah, let's go, cool. You know, after three games, like I want to see more minutes of these guys. So, what are your three players, Nick? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad you asked, James Johnson. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. Bad. I think we're in agreement on that. He's easily the Mavs' second best passer.
1: Yeah, I like him.
0: Right. I I don't think that it's anywhere like Jalen Brunson has not shown at least this year that he's you know made the the correct passes or at least made passes that made me go, oh man, that was a good pass. I think that James Johnson has made passes like that. And what did he have in this game? He had three assists. He had four in the last game. So, and he's not even playing that much. He played a lot with like the third unit in this game, which I thought was interesting. Carlisle maybe wanted to get him some more run. He played 20 minutes. Yeah,
1: because he's, So, I mean, it goes yeah, over that still, limit.
0: Maybe he's still trying to play back into shape a little bit. He had that knee issue at the beginning of training camp. So maybe he, he needs to get back into conditioning, but I mean, he looks, he looks pretty good. Didn't he He hit a three in this game, I think? And so that's a guy for sure. I mean, we talk about toughness, intensity, all that kind of stuff. That's what he's supposed to bring. And so I want to see more from him.
1: What, what would the starting unit look like if you swapped James Johnson and Dorian? Oh, interesting.
0: I think you lose some speed. I think you lose some three-point shooting. Even though Dorian hasn't been great to start the year shooting. Um, he's two of four in this game, but I just, yeah, I just want,
1: I just wonder, cause I I am in the camp. I want more, I want more minutes for James Johnson.
0: The the thing about James Johnson though, is the best thing he does offensively is pass. And so maybe you get some more hockey assists for Luca in that sense, but you don't need a player like James Johnson next to Luca. No, like that's not his, that's not his best spot. So I think I would still rather have Dorian than James Johnson, but I want the ball in James Johnson's hands in the second unit. You know, I I want Dorian or I want Dorian, Jalen Brunson to still do some Jalen Brunson things, but James Johnson kind of run the offense a little bit through. What if
1: Marcus Morris did play tonight, and Rick started James Johnson?
0: See, that would be the play. That's the play right We would
1: just all be super hyped. Uh,
0: No, we'd just be on the
1: edge of our seats just screen-watching just only those two. Please kick Luca in the heel. Please. (laughs) I I do want more minutes for him. I think every... I know we... I don't want to go into all the texts that we had the other day, especially on the pod, but all the reasons why we would love Draymond Green on this Mavericks team is kind of the, kind of the same type of thing for James Johnson in the, like he would, he would bring you a little bit more of a facilitator, a little bit more of a playmaking presence from that four spot. And so I would be kind of uh, interested to see what that, that looks like, but either way off the bench or not, I like him in that second unit and I'll just go into the second guy that I have that I know that you have as part of your three, three guys, but I'm captivated when Willie's on the floor and <laughs> I, he's not always going to make the right Someone's decision because <laughs> he's still like figuring things out but this is what game 16 for the Mavs that he's played right I mean
0: I know yeah he played
1: 13 last year and this is game three this yeah year. so this is six, his 16th game regular season game for the Mavericks and I, I would I want to cut him a little bit of, a, a little bit of slack if he's kind of lost out there a little bit but lost or not he, he brings something to that center position that we don't have, and the length, uh, the springiness uh, <laughs> we don't have until KP comes back. Well, to yeah, be, yeah, to yeah, be yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Obviously, uh, until KP comes back. But uh, I, yeah, I just I like I like his minutes tonight. If you care anything about plus minus in this game, he did have the best plus minus at <laughs> plus thirty one. But <laughs> it
0: doesn't matter. I'm gonna tell you right now, it doesn't matter.
1: Dwight Powell at minus twelve. All right, no, nah, just, gonna- just kidding, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, guys.
0: Is it something or nothing that Willie collier Stein was plus 31 in this game and Dwight Powell in a 50-point win was plus 12? Is it something or nothing? I don't it? even know.
1: Uh, no, they both played around the same amount of minutes. But
0: Willie, Willie Collier-Stein, though, his minutes are have been impactful. And he had 9.6 boards and two assists in this game. And he took a three, missed it. What I was worried about is that he was going to try to be – towns or he was going to try to take a yeah. bunch of jumpers because we saw that in the preseason right cuban said his jumper's wet where he hit know, a jumper tonight, the, i think we're seeing all the highlights about his three-point shot he hits the two threes in preseason we all go nuts and i was worried about that but so far it's only three games but he's played within himself I I think and he's he's gotten boards that the Mavericks normally wouldn't have gotten and so I think that that those are huge the Mavericks need somebody like that and he also takes up space and he you know demands like a a body on him and maybe an even another body on him James Johnson had eight boards and I think that Willie Colley Stein added to that right sometimes these centers they don't get as many boards as they should but they contribute to somebody else getting centers uh, to getting boards and I don't know that Dwight Powell brings that to a to a starting lineup as much, so but Willie colley Stein does that with his length. He disrupts shots and things like four that. Four offensive boards yeah, too for that's, Willie. That's definitely well, yeah. The four offensive board the Mavericks couldn't buy an offensive board against the Lakers if they, they wanted to because the the Lakers are a small market team and so they were a, they're a small business team and so shut you up. Just, man. You can't you can't buy it. <laughs> you just can't. buy Willie colley Stein was definitely one of my guys. The third guy that I had was Josh Green? I want to see a little bit more of Josh Green. We just saw some of him. I've just seen some flashes, and I'm not saying put him in the second unit, make a rotation player out of him. I'm just saying give him, you know, give him ten minutes a game, like like he had in this game. I just want to see some some more of that because I think eventually he can be he can come in and and when you need a defender, he can come in and be that guy. And you want him fresh, and you want him to get some more experience before you're going to need a guy like that. To actually defend because how many credible wing defenders do the Mavericks have playing Josh Richardson Dorian James Johnson at times depending on the matchup and then if you need a fourth Josh Green right that that should be your fourth guy
1: yeah yeah for sure I mean that's what we've talked about him playing with the Waterbugs in the second unit but it doesn't look like uh, that's going to be a thing I do want to point out Luca's defense we didn't really talk about it much against the Lakers the other day we just talked about the matchup but
0: we we should have because he had some really good defensive possessions against LeBron. He yeah. always does, and LeBron LeBron just went out of his way to do like a crazy turnaround jumper against him a couple. The turnaround times. was great. Just just shots that you cannot guard against. You know that you cannot guard. But I think Luca did his best. The
1: step back was the biggest travel I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Uh, I if we're gonna start complaining about LeBron, I mean. LeBron's offhand whenever he's dribbling. Oh, don't, don't I, get me started. Just can he can do whatever he wants. I mean, it's,
1: he's done that his whole career in the cakewalk of it, East. But the yeah, oh, like Jordan never did that. He actually played against talent for Luka. to win a title. Jordan did that. <laughs> do we do we want to keep going with this? No, no, we're done. <laughs> I'm we're done. I would gladly talk about Jordan and Lebron. That was um, that was my last stand. So. I just want to say, Lucas improved defensively, and this this goes into if there's some people out there in the the caves of the world that still think Trey and Luca's a debate. It's not even a debate at all, especially when you look at defensively, because
0: I don't believe those people are
1: real. I, I don't either. But that's what separates Luca from some of these other really high scoring young players in the league that Luka can still, like, handle his own defensively. He's not a negative, especially, I think he's improved. I thought he improved in the bubble. That was a a big takeaway from the bubble. Uh, And I think him, you know, them giving LeBron, you know, Luka matchup with LeBron. Obviously, LeBron can score on a lot of people, but I just thought he held his ground decently well. I thought he held his ground tonight in that first quarter. There were different plays that, uh, yeah, I was clipping some highlights. I'm like, dang, Luca moved his feet really well, like got in right position. He knows how to play defense. Still, the thing with Luca is he just got to get in better shape. I mean, that, that's just a given. I, I still watch him every game. I'm like, all right, I, I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to in shape Luca, but he's still really, really good.
0: <laughs> One thing we can say, though. The extra mass is definitely—it's harder to push Luca off of a spot right now, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think that helped. I think that helps him on defense a little bit, just the extra poundage. But yeah, incredible things from this Mavericks team. They held the Clippers scoreless for tons of stretches, which is huge to see. Um, yeah, the Mavericks—if they didn't score a single point in the second half, they would have won, which is absolutely wild to think about. And just nothing but positives, I think, from this game. I don't know if there's really any negatives we can pull. Uh, we'll see what happens in in the next game. Mavericks play against Charlotte. That one's going to be, you know, maybe interesting, but the Mavericks should take care of business in that first, one.
1: First, you know, home game, quote, air quote there. Uh, you know, they fly back from L.A. They're flying back on Sunday night. Uh, they'll have the off day on Monday, be with family and stuff. They practice again on Tuesday, uh, game on Wednesday, Um yeah, you hope they take care of business. I, the only quote I want to uh, leave with our listeners tonight was Luca, after the game, he said, we showed who we are. People judged us off the first two games of the season. It's a long season, but we've got to keep going like that. We've got to play defense. That's our specialty from now on. That's some words, you know, a little bit of, uh, hey, that's going to be a specialty <laughs> of ours is, is defense. And, you know, they obviously took notice to... uh to some people's reactions whether it's fans whether it's national people whoever it's like oh two games in are we worried about dallas all this stuff and I, I thought this was about a perfect of a game of rewrite the course a little bit get yourself back on track let's show everybody but also let's show ourselves too like what we're capable of we believe that we are a top four team in the league let's do it. Let's prove it. Let's prove it with our energy and just who we are as a team. And they went out and did that against one of the best teams in the league. They didn't have quiet. We get that. But still, there's no reason for that Clippers team to be embarrassed like that. And that has a lot to do with Dallas. So I'm super excited. And this is exactly what, not just a fan base or organization, but this is what the team needed to.
0: If you want to hear Clippers fans be sad, go listen to Locked On Clippers. I'm sure that uh, Charles Mockler and William Updike are uh, they're having a good time tonight talking about, talking about <laughs> this game I'm sure I'm sure they are but uh yeah we'll be back tomorrow with more good stuff we'll be back after the the Hornets game every single post game Locked on app subscribe if you're not also go to Locked On Bets the holidays are about giving and we're giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash hosted by Lee Sterling and your boy Q Lee is red hot to start the season and he shares a lock of the day on every single episode. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown us boom. Well, Josh, thanks for the time. I knew things were looking good for you and the Mavs today when when the Gunners beat Chelsea yesterday. That got the weekend started off right. (laughs)
1: That's my guy right there.
0: (laughs) Follow him, knew what he was doing. Uh, All right, thanks, Josh. We appreciate the time, and we'll see you back here at home. Thank you, thank you. Josh Richardson.